Okay, everyone, I think we're live. Welcome, everyone, to the sixth episode of the Xbox Live Party podcast. My name is Ash, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Fabio. And today we have a very special guest with us uh, from Forkboy Gaming. How's it going, good sir? Hey, everybody. Uh, excited to be here. Um, kind of just uh, doing my thing. I, I don't know. This is weird without a cam on. <laughs> <laughs> One one day we will we will do the camera. <laughs> I'm I'm good as well. Thank you for asking. Okay, just because he's the guest doesn't mean that I'm not here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. You, you're deleted now. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm deleted. That's it. Fork, enjoy being the co-host of the Xbox Live Party Podcast. Oh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. we're not going down. No, I can't do that. <laughs> it's simple. It's it. Let's let's say the, let's tell the truth. Fork is here because we decided to give him some money and then he gladly accepted. <laughs> now you're here to talk about your Halo tournament, which we'll cover later today. Uh, well, later today, later tonight in the podcast. Uh, you're going to be talking about that. Uh, that's starting next week uh, and it's full of awesome podcasters. So I'm looking forward yeah. to talking about that. But yeah, we're going to get started with uh, what have we been playing for the last week? So, as a guest, do you want to go first and tell us what fantastic games or not fantastic games you've been playing? Um, so, I work in the OR, and my schedule's been hectic as crazy. So, I actually have not been able to play whatsoever until last night I finally was able to get on. And uh, started playing the demo for um, Outriders, which I've been nice. covering a little bit on our YouTube channel. So, I already knew some of it coming in. Just excited to finally get into it, but uh, I'm liking it so far. So if you haven't tried it, uh, definitely download it. It is free. You don't have to do a single thing. You just have to well, actually do anything. You have to uh, link your Xbox account or PlayStation account or PC or whatever you have to a Square Enix account, and then you can download it and play. Um, but overall, it, it's a fun game. Um, play made by uh, play, uh, people can fly, which made Gearbox. Uh, no, Gearbox, jeez. Uh, uh, Gears of War. Oh my gosh, I'm going to still get crucified for that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fun. If you haven't tried it out, definitely try it out. It's free. It's for a month. You have nothing to lose. Nice, nice. I'll so, definitely be what playing are you that. Playing? Definitely. So, uh, it it you, does look pretty good. Are you playing on the next-gen consoles? Uh, yes. Um, I did download it on Steam on my PC, but my PC is not anywhere near next-gen. I mean, it's a 1660 and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it, I am playing it on Xbox Series X. It does look good. It feels good. It loads fast. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Awesome. So. Awesome. Because this is going to be one of our topics later this episode, but with the Series S, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're going with that. And I, was, I was even kind of like, wait, what? No, no. No worries, no worries, no worries. It's just because we will later start to talk about out, the Outriders, but on the Series S. No worries. But continuing. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've played. So uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Well, if anyone's watching this live on Twitter, at Twitter, on Twitch, I'm, I'm getting it wrong now. If you're watching this on Twitch, you can see how badly we were playing. We were playing some Halo. So I haven't played Halo multiplayer in too many years. I mean, I think the last time I played proper Halo multiplayer was when Halo 3 came out, 
and I owned a, like a land gaming center, so we used to hammer that like doing all nighters. But I haven't played in a very, very, very long time. So we thought, well, we've got a competition next week. We're in a tournament. We probably should try and play. So uh, we sat, back, sat for a fair few hours the other day playing uh, Halo to a varied success. Uh, from very fun, good matches to we were absolutely annihilated in every sense of the yeah. word. <laughs> Did you have fun? Oh, do you know what? Awesome. Yeah, I, it's it was like jumping back into something that I knew exactly what I, I. It felt exactly like how I used to play, except when I was playing the one where it had the um, abilities and the different control scheme. It kept messing me up. The whole like the cover because the Master Chief Collection has all the different Halo multiplayers. We'd, oh yeah, we'd be playing Halo two and three multiplayer, and I was I felt like I was playing quite well or for my standard of well. And then we'd join another game, and I'd go to melee someone, and I'd throw a grenade into someone's head or something like yeah. that. Uh, and it totally threw me. But for the he- so eventually I switched it just to Halo two and one, two, and three multiplayer for a couple of matches, and I quite enjoyed a bit of battle battle rifle gameplay. So I'm looking forward to the the tournament for sure. <laughs> we both are like it, it feels like home when you are playing the Halo multiplayer. I'm not gonna lie. It's just so addicting and fun, you know? Uh, sure, I do have my criticism, especially about the spawn place, the spawn points. But still, it's really good. <laughs> really present. It works I, until this day. It doesn't matter how old the games are. Like, it's impressive. Yeah, it to me, I don't know. I've always enjoyed Halo. I'm not... I mean, I'm decent at it. I shouldn't say I'm horrible at it. I'm decent at it. I'm not pro, but I've had many, many nights growing up playing the hell out of Halo and playing with friends and landlines and land parties. Oh, yeah, and all that fun stuff. Yes. It, it's pr- it proper brings back memories from about six years ago for me. It's it's so yeah. weird. I used to, like say, I had a, like a land center, so we did all like the all-nighter land gaming. And honestly, being able to just like get back into that groove, I remember queuing up at midnight for Halo Three with about eleven other people, so we could all get it and do like a big massive multiplayer session. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it. And I, I, weirdly, I'll probably play it more than pretty much anything else at the moment, multiplayer wise, because there's obviously with the Master Chief Collection, there's so much variety in the maps and the gameplay, like the game modes it's and massive. stuff. So, well, and they've kept it fresh. They've uh, been updating it and everything, and they've updated it for the Xbox Series X, so it, it loads fast. It, I mean, oh, yeah, to me, it just... it's just amazing to me how much they've actually put into it. It's, it's a game that came out on the original Xbox, and it still runs well. It's not like some games that um, just haven't you know progressed very well, where this one is still aged well, it still runs well, it just... Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm impressed that they've been updating it as far as they have, keeping it to where you know you can still play with your friends, you can still do as much as you can. Yeah, and, and you can still, by the looks of it, you can still do the um, split-screen multiplayer online as well. I noticed there was a couple of people yeah. when we were playing that were uh, clearly sat on the same screen. So I'm glad that they've kept that in, because not enough games allow you to do split-screen multiplayer online anymore. So... There's uh, uh, couch co-op has really gone to the side as far as uh, being there for uh, games, multiplayer and whatnot. Um, 
I mean, mind you, a lot of people would rather just play on their own system and be able to, you know, play online and whatnot and not share their big screen. But I honestly think – I think there, there, there needs to be more games that are offer couch co-op because, like, me, I have four kids. Yeah, my kids have Xboxes, but there's times mm -hmm. where they want to play on the same screen as me. So to me, I think that's one thing that's really missing is a lot of us grew up doing that couch co-op with our dads or with our friends and – you know, just quit looking at my screen, quit screen <laughs> killing, and yeah. just, you know, yeah. so many things that just don't exist anymore that made it so much fun. Do you know what? I found out that today, because I've got two kids, and um, my son loves racing games, so I, I downloaded all the racing games I owned, and put them into, like, you know, because you can create the, um, like, the lists on the Xbox dashboard, yes. and half of them, you couldn't play split screen, they're just online only. So I, I downloaded them, I'm like, right, we'll jump in and play this. And I think we tried four or five different games, and they didn't have split screen in a racing game. Now, I understand for, like, Forza and stuff, because it's, like, open world, for, like, Forza Horizon, but yeah, a lot of them weren't, and I was just like, why? I mean, Dirt, Dirt 5, because it's on Game Pass, so I've been playing that today uh, with my son and my daughter, and that's got split screens. I was so grateful for it. There's <laughs> just not enough games have them nowadays, and uh, yeah. it's, it's so silly. Or uh, the other games that should have couch co-op, and they don't put it in, like uh, Battletoads yeah. and stuff like that. There's no reason Battletoads couldn't have had. Yeah, Battletoads. It missing couch co-op really. I mean, I didn't play it. I, I thought Battletoads was fun, but when I found out it didn't have couch co-op, it to me it kind of killed it. It was like that was one of the funnest things. Is you know, your friend slamming you in the ground and you kicking him. No, but that's the thing. The new Battletoads does have a couch co-op. It doesn't have online co-op. Online co-op, that's, that's the... it, yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh I'm, okay. I'm getting it totally wrong, bad, but it's still, it should have uh, both. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that I would say is that, yeah, couch co-op does, it is necessary for every game that is multiplayer or has the feel of a nice multiplayer experience. But it should have uh, also the online co-op or online experience as well, because we do have the how bad how bad it was the reception of Halo Five, you not know, having the split screen, and now we are dealing with the battles, not having the online multiplayer. So why don't they just do both? They do have the resources. Yeah, it's an, an odd one. Uh, yeah, but there's another. Then the other side of the coin, like the other game I've been playing this week was I, I got the expansion for Moving Out, like the house moving mm -hmm. multiplayer game, and that has couch co-op, which is great, and the expansion is great. It's so fun, but it doesn't have um, online, and I, I understand it was never intended to have it, but it's so weird, especially nowadays with. Um, with like I say, with COVID and stuff like that, online sort of games would uh, be such a, a benefit as well as couch co-op. And it's just odd that some games are focusing on it, and then other games aren't. Like I say, someone's put in the comments, uh, was it the real De uh, Dreadpools? But Battletoads wasn't designed to have online, and it and will be a full redesign to add online as per Dallas Studios. Uh, he said I interviewed AJ with Italian Clowns and asked about it. Uh, he said COVID wasn't a forefront. Obviously, yeah, I know. Obviously, COVID isn't. Uh, no one planned for it. Um, it for just, sure. It's just weird. It's because obviously it's, it's it's a Microsoft funded game. You, 
it's it's one of those weird things where I it's it's one of those things that Microsoft multiplayer has been really lacking in everything. Like there's no online multiplayer for Battletoads. Uh, stuff like um, Crackdown or even Bleeding Edge. If you just added bots, I mean, it, it would probably yeah. keep them going a bit as well. As someone who plays both of them every now and again. It's just little weird things, and I don't know. I don't know. It's like Microsoft do some great things, but then when it comes to certain bits, they just don't want to. It's just like they're tacked on on the side. But other than that, I haven't been playing a... much else this week, so I'll stop moaning about it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and especially because the holidays and the vacations are already over, and life will have to continue. And that's why only Fork is here, because we tried to call Dushi, we called Wilmy, we called Husk, but all of them had their appointments, they all had their things to do during the day. Especially big shout out to Wilmy, happy freaking birthday to you, good sir. <laughs> we would love to have you during another, during one episode, but we ho- we hope that you are enjoying your day with your family and keep being awesome. Yes, happy birthday, Wilmy. <laughs> I'd sing, but they'd probably ban me. <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to pay whoever owns it now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You sing happy birthday, that's a... Uh, that's a... Copyright violation. You need to <laughs> not face money. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But like the in my case about what I've been playing, yeah, I've been I haven't been playing much as well because of all my work and studies and all that kind of stuff. But I've been playing some Halo, some Avengers, and once again we I've been playing Assassin's Creed because I'm just revisiting the whole series and it's been nice but the only problem is time. That's what fucks me. Yeah, uh, if there's more hours in the day, more things will get done. Yeah. Exactly. Too exactly. many games, too little time. Life life's more important at the moment. So I know that feeling. <laughs> Oh yeah. Sadly, <laughs> we could say that sadly life is more important. Or just, just kidding. Uh, my backlog grows. I keep going. I'm going to work through this backlog. I'm not going to get any more games. And then I play, and I buy more games, and it just keeps growing. And then I just don't play any. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? So I, I, it, <laughs> why do I keep spending like money? Drug. Yeah. It, oh it's man, like I, I buy far too many games. <laughs> And one day I'll play them all, but right now I'm like, oh, it's on sale, I better get it. <sighs> My wallet's not happy. Yeah, and with Game Pass adding <laughs> and with Game Pass every single time adding more stuff, god fucking damn it. Uh, and it always adds stuff I've just bought. I've, I've learned that from Game Pass. There's a chance it's going to literally every time I buy something, the next month it goes onto Game Pass and I don't even play it. <laughs> before it goes onto Game Pass, but it's so good value and I love it. But I, I'm, I'm now I'm when I buy games now, unless it's something I know I'm going to play for hours, like with Valhalla and stuff like that. Uh, if I don't think I'm going to play it a lot, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll either wait till it, I, I only buy games that are on like massive sales, or I just play them on Game Pass now. It's it, there's just too much, too much to get through basically. 
yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're with you there. We're with you there, brother. Uh, one but, thing continue. I was going to say quickly, uh, I haven't mentioned it. We are going to be giving out a few. Uh, we've got a couple of Steam codes spare, so I'm going to be popping them up on the screen during the uh, podcast. So if you're watching live, grab them while you can. I'll leave them up for like a minute or two while, so you can write them down and redeem them. But there's a, we've got a couple of them. I'll, I'll put them up during the, the podcast, so just keep your eye out. Fair enough. Fair enough. But talking not just about... But why are we doing this fucking giveaway? You need to explain what's going on. Well, it's this simple. this one is just sort of just something nice, really. But we've we've had a massive increase in sort of followers and stuff on uh, Twitter and our social channels, and everything seems to be picking up. We're getting more live viewers, and it's just nice to give something back, really. But eventually, we're going to start doing yes, like exactly. Xbox codes. But we happen to have a handful of uh, Steam codes, so we're going to clear through them before we start moving on and giving out Xbox Xbox yeah. codes. And with that, we, <clears throat> I'm sorry, with that, we would like to thank everyone that has been supporting this podcast. Thank you so much to every single follower that we have on our Twitter page. We would like to thank as well the Gaming Beyond the Box Nation for all their help because they are the ones that invited us to the Halo tournaments and they are nice enough to just accept being being guests in our show. So thank you very much to everyone. You are awesome. <laughs> and with, with all the support that we've been having, we were able to have a simple post that just had like 40 thousand views something like that it's all it got seventy eight and a half thousand in the end it, it just went mad Damn. the other day yeah i put a picture up of it, just a little basic sort of like because of xbox i met strangers that turned into friends i just thought it was sweet so i posted it up and it just went mad <laughs> it got more it got more impressions it got like triple the impressions on its own than we had for the last month on everything so thank you to everyone who's like shared and liked to comment on that because it was just amazing <laughs> Awesome, though. Good job, guys. Oh, thank you very much. So, but, shall we move uh, on to the news, it, though? <laughs> far, well, as far as inviting you guys, uh, no problem. Glad you guys accepted it. Um, mind you, uh, Tushi's the one that recommended you guys, so massive shout-out to Mr. Tushi, who's been helping with the tournament and uh, getting the solos where they need to go. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys. And then, um, yeah, I guess next topic... <laughs> also, yes, supposedly happy birthday is now public domain as well, according to the real Dreadpool. I'm not going to try it, though. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, moving on to what we have to talk about. With the groan that the podcast has been receiving, we think it's time for us to have a logo. We do have some ideas that me and Nash were thinking about, but we don't have uh, any skills to do it. So if you know anyone who could do it, or if you know how to do a nice logo, image, or something like that, send us a DM on Twitter, and then we will discuss the price. We will discuss how we would like to have the logo. Just 
send us something. We would I, love to I, hear. I feel it. bad now because we were talking about this, me and Forkboy, uh, before you got into the chat room, and we've he's already recommended a few people, and I've already spoken to. I think it's Husk. I've already spoken to, so I will follow up with that. Really? Yeah, I did. I did remove uh, it from our list. You just haven't read the new list. I saw obviously. the list, and I was like, oh, I can tell you somebody. Yes, <laughs> but if anyone else is interested, we are looking for people that can do that sort of stuff. Um, because what I can use just... <laughs> it's you more fun. Asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> you should have got here on time. Should have got here on time for a change. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> it's all going to shit. It's all going to shit now. We've done it. We've all gone to shit. But. <laughs> hello to everyone in the chat it's really nice to see people chatting <laughs> and watching so hello everyone uh lots of new people i haven't seen before um yeah we'll jump straight into the news as well we have a chat for the first time yeah more than just like two people asking questions <laughs> so everyone starts somewhere oh exactly do you know what we did this more we, we we're quite good friends and we play online all the time so we were like let's just do something about it. I mean, it, especially with the way the world is where we're all stuck inside and we can't see anyone. And it's a good way to fight depression and keep yourself busy and let that sort of, uh, that avenue out. So it's, it's definitely, it's been great for me as just sort of keeping me busy and sort of That's giving me cool. something to focus on around work and university and stuff like that and family. So, oh, we'll grow eventually. As well, it's good to meet new people. Like, I'm from Brazil, Ash is from UK. <laughs> that That's like something that would never happen if we haven't tried to play something together and decided to know each other better. I mean, gaming in general, I've met so many people that I would never have met otherwise. Um, Ghost, Wilmy, I mean, everybody in the uh, Gaming Beyond the Box Nation, um, only a couple of them I actually know in real life that I've actually met before all this but gaming brings so many people together and so many different avenues and just you're able to bond over something that you know a lot of people make fun of oh you game and it's like yeah I game but I be you know get to play with people and relax and enjoy something and you know That's it, isn't it? beat a triumph or an accomplishment so to me I I love gaming it's it brings a lot of people together Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. we we That's met big from playing Crackdown, and you uh, and we we now we play like every week, a couple of times a week. We chat all the time, and there's loads of other people. Like say, we still we still like chatted together. Like there's uh, Alucard and stuff like that that we always game with when we can. So it's really nice to be able to uh, connect, and it's amazing. Like every walk of life, every side of the world, everyone's interested in gaming in some aspects, and they all want to play. So it, it does definitely bring people together. Exactly. With that, we just say fuck console wars and let's go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not the best of topics. So the first bit of news this week is regarding Stadia, Google Stadia. Uh, there's a couple, actually. So uh, first up, uh, the, earlier in the week, they brought there was a, a news piece saying, obviously, that <laughs> there's currently um, bugs in um, their game. The, that one of the developers they they had taken on released a game on there and there's bugs in it but now it can't get the bugs fixed because they've 
fired all of the devs, which is absolutely terrible, but it's just so stupidly terrible that it it makes you chuckle in a, in a bad way. Exactly what's the stadia, Adam? <laughs> Adam, yeah, it's 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 crazy, and honestly. I, Every week we seem to have some bad news about Stadia, so I feel really bad for the developers, but this is Google. This is a right joke. It's just, like, this thing about the they are not being able to fix the bugs, it's just like that they just fired all their developers, and then that happens, and they thought, wait a second, we have a thought about that, right? <laughs> like, how... How you just fire everyone <laughs> and then, okay, how do we fix this? Yeah, Journey to the Savage Planet it was, um, it, but the, yeah. it's stupid, but... Uh, does anyone does anyone have faith that Stadia will be able to rise again? No. We do hope so. Uh, I'm going to go with no. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, like, let's, let's just put this into perspective, right? Will they? Do you think they'll rise? A new report that's just been posted on Eurogamer, and this is only like an hour or so ago, says um, they, that Google turned down and sort of shut down working with Hideo Kojima to create Stadia exclusives. So if they're that stupid, <laughs> they're never yeah, going to survive. Yeah. So Kojima Productions, yeah. um, they were going to make an episodic horror game but Stadia like shut that down, like blocked the production of it in 2020. So, I mean, why did they think that was a good idea? <laughs> it's just stupid. I think it's because Stadia is just trying to not make any games of of their own. I think they just want to be a third party. Like simple as that. Like, oh, you want to bring your games to our console? Okay, nice. Uh, will you do games for your own console? No, no. We're good. I think that's their plan because it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, I, like the Dreadpool said though, uh, in chat, the Xbox was kind of the same situation where they kind of screwed up in some of the stuff. But I mean, they can recover. It's just a matter of do they want yeah. to recover? And there yeah. was also an article that talked about they had sunk uh, millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars into development, and they just didn't think they'd want to do it again. It, it, I mean, it sounds like Stadia's at the point where I would not be shocked within the next. Uh, within the next year, we see it go the way of Google Glass, which is basically to the <laughs> storage that? bin. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, most people don't even know what Google Glass is because it's supposed to be glassware that you wore, and you're able to then like use it to like look up the internet and all sorts of other stuff. That's cool. Well, it really wasn't working, so it went by the wayside. So, I mean, to me, it. Stadia was a great idea. The problem was Xbox already beat them to it and had all the games. Yeah, it comes down yeah, to, yeah, yeah, they had access to yeah, games and you get free games and stuff like that. Okay, that's great, but I can play all my games that I already own on get on this, my This Xbox is something we can... discussed before. Yeah, the the, the benefit uh, it, of it, Xbox it, is you take what you it, already have. You're not having to then yeah. buy more on top well, of I mean, you don't want to. Already built, so you're going against. I mean, let, let's say PlayStation follows suit. PlayStation has a, a more viable option to do streaming than amazon or google due to the fact that people already have digital libraries already built yep because of games they've bought and games they've played and when you already have a digital library already there well then why am i going to spend i mean really think about how many games you have not games from game pass think about how many games you mm -hmm. own yeah 
Clone that Clones. you own right now that only play let's not even delve down to backwards compatible okay let's just go down to the xbox one only think of how many games you own xbox one and now think about how much each one of those is if let's say you only spent 30 dollars on them because i'm sure you bought some on sale some full price but let's just go with 30 dollars multiply yeah. all that times 30 dollars and just think about that number in your head now think about the fact you had to buy them all over again at full price if you were to go to Amazon with Luna yep. or Stadia. And I think that's ultimately what really hurt them is you're asking people to leave their entire libraries behind and try this. And yeah, it's a cool idea, but I mean, when you already have somebody that has tons and tons of games, it, I mean, if anything, what they should have done is they should have teamed up with Steam or something like that, that, hey, look, you can bring your entire library and play. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I I thought good. the 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 promises they made though, like when they showed that video off and it had all that amazing features and it integrated in with YouTube and everything and it was great for streamers. And none of that's ever came to fruition. It was like they just sort of did a mock of it. No, and now I believe there's a lawsuit filed against them because they promised so many things and 4K, yeah, 4K has never been implemented. And yet, most people have the internet to do 4K, and they they can't. And it's just, it's to me, it's sad. It's yeah. They try to bring something out. I honestly, to me, I want it to succeed. I want Luna. I want um, Stadia to succeed. And some people are like, "Well, why?" Well, because if they succeed, that means we'll see Xbox push further right. on the on the cloud. Yeah, we mentioned this last now week. You have yeah. As long as you have competition, competition you're, it, it breeds better environment. Yeah, because if there's That's no one, if it's just Xbox, we're not going to get anything. It's just going to just get left as it is, and it'll trundle they're along. Not, they're not going to put spend more money and effort when they don't have to. I mean, look at I don't, I don't know better. if it'll I, see. I I think they're not going to leave it behind, even if there is no competition, due to the fact that five um, G is such a big thing now. A lot of a lot of carriers have it. A lot of carriers are now going with unlimited data. Um, I, I think this is something that will continue to grow. But if you had competition, it would grow that much faster. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna strive to improve it and push it. But it even I bet bet Luna as well. Whoever's in charge of Luna now, like obviously uh, the head of Luna's just recently left as well. But whoever's taken over Luna must be looking at um, Stadia and being like a bit pessimistic because uh, <laughs> if like. If Google can't do it, I mean, Amazon may want to pump more money into it and more resources, but I bet they're still, they're going to look at Stadia's current situation and maybe take the foot off the gas. So hopefully not, because Luna looks quite decent as well. I mean, I, I'm it's not for me, but I like I like their approach better than Stadia's where you get, you can you pay monthly, the, like Game Pass, and you can get the add-ons yeah. and stuff, but they're not the going to rush thing... for it. Yeah, the one thing that I was interested though about um, uh, Luna Ash was uh, the fact that when you sign up for it, it also talked about U Ubisoft is there, and they've never expanded on what it was. To me, it almost sounded it looked like they had signed a deal with Ubisoft that you know you get exclusives there or something, but nothing's been expanded on it. So to me, it it brought some ideas of hey, look, that actually kind of looks kind of cool. You sign up, they already have you know Ubisoft on there. That that's pretty hot. But nothing's been expanded on it. Like, okay, so what is it now? Well, so yeah, not saying anything. Yeah, from what I've gathered though, from people that I've spoke to that have used it, I believe like 
it's like included in the standard like monthly sub is like the older Ubisoft games, but then it's got like a, an add-on where you pay extra a month, sort of like a, a bolt-on, and you get all the new Ubisoft games. You know, like from Ubisoft, is it Uplay Plus or something like that? Uh, there's too yeah. many things, but basically it's that in streaming form, which could eventually something that Microsoft could do if they want to increase content onto Game Pass, but not be paying out for it so they, they can go well we've added all these extra games on from publishers but you can also spend an extra sort of like four pound a month and get their brand new catalog if all these like services and these uh publishers start doing the day in date sort of onto their own platform sort of streaming stuff like ea play and that um that could be a future for it but luna's very shrouded in mystery unless you got in <laughs> it's been very quiet yeah. so yeah. We will okay. wait and see. Do you think that with Stadia, in the way that they are right now, by shutting down their studios and having problems with their own games, do you think that Luna would try to still continue to do what they want to do? Yeah. Or do you think that would make them be afraid to try something? I, I think Amazon will be watching it in earnest to make sure it's it, it to like see exactly what happens but i think amazon have got a plan and they know exactly what they're going to be wanting to uh to do and they'll give it a go but they'll all have numbers like it was saying stadia was missing its targets so it was like hundreds of thousands of subscribers short which is why they decided mm. to pull the plug on uh, when they did so amazon will have the same sort of targets they'll know exactly how many people they want signed up I bet Microsoft does as well. Microsoft has a plan for Game Pass. They want so many th millions of people subscribed by a certain time. So I think it's the numbers that count more than anything. And But I think everyone will be a bit more wary than jumping into the, the streaming game <laughs> after Stadia's sort of current sort yeah. of standards. The, the most important lesson is to take all the Stadia's mistakes there that they've been doing and just simply, okay, let's try to avoid that and let's try to do our best because if we end, end up doing the same thing, we are going to get screwed, especially by the way that Microsoft has been handling all of this with their ecosystem and all their efforts with xCloud and all that kind of thing. And we can be certain that Sony will try to have an answer for that. That's a fact. Not just for Game Pass, but for xCloud as well. So, yeah. Only time will tell. No, I, I, I mean, I agree. The one thing about Amazon that I do wonder is with Bezos stepping down, how much did he was he involved with it? That's a good point. I'd not thought of it like that. Yeah, uh, maybe he was the driving I mean, force, and now if he was the driving the force, and now you have someone yeah. else. Does someone else not like it? Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen something scrapped because the new CEO is like, "Nope, I don't like that. We're just going to get rid of it." The good thing Amazon's got for it though is it's still classed as a beta, whereas Google should have been launched as a beta, like Stadia should have launched as a beta, and they wouldn't have had any of this issue if they'd have just stayed said beta. <laughs> Luna is launching as like a closed beta so if nothing comes of it they haven't spent millions and millions and millions extra rolling it out with all this advertising and stuff and promotion like Google did so I'm sure they'll, they'll know I'm sure someone's running numbers and they're gonna uh, the work uh, work something out and someone in the chats put uh, Dr Jonas 28 put wasn't PlayStation interested in Microsoft's cloud 
yes, they have a deal uh, with X, with Microsoft for their Azure for the backend. Yeah, their Azure servers uh, using their servers on the backend. But not, I dread would be someone that would uh, know more on that as far as what their ideas were. I know they wanted to use the Azure servers, but I don't know if they ever actually said what they wanted to use them for. I don't think they've ever actually come out and said, yes, we want to actually stream games. Um, I could be wrong. I, If I'm wrong, I have no problem being wrong, and, you know, it's part of life. But I don't think they ever came out and said, hey, yeah, we want these – This we want to compete with uh, – with Xbox uh, Cloud. No, they're just using their Azure sort of cloud services for something to do with PlayStation. So um, mm. I'm sure eventually it'll get announced what that actually is. But for now, it, all this, all they really announced was we're, we're going to be using it. We've signed a deal, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to compete with Xbox on the cloud system. No, they, not, not they, at the they moment, have no. the servers. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, okay, they already have the servers. It's not like they have to make them up. They, they have the games. They have 15 studios yeah. in Xbox Game Pass. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly, no. exactly. 15 to become 23 studios, actually. Okay, Dreadpool said they haven't migrated to the Azure servers yet, so it sounds ah, like they made right. a deal, but they haven't done anything with them yet. Oh, nice. Fair play, fair play. Now, as a man, if you ever want to know anything technical, he is great. He knows a lot of there we go. Stuff. That's always nice to know the right people to find out about that, isn't it? And he reads a lot of stuff yeah, and he also ready. interviews a lot of people, so he is great to have. Okay, we already know around. who we could invite as a guest for another episode. <laughs> uh, Dreads would be great as a guest. He knows a lot of stuff, he's very technical, knows a lot of uh, system hardware as far as why things do work the way they do and all that, so. Nice. Oh, awesome. Dreadpool, Dread, consider yourself invited. <laughs> well, Sorry, I'm... Dread, three under the bus, man, but I always want to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw so when in. When it comes to technical things or like, hey, why does this work the way it does or servers or anything like that, I always refer to him or uh, AC Husk because both of them know the technical sides a whole lot better than I do. So nice, I don't nice. ever try to say, oh, well, the, the Xbox, the RDNA works. I'm like, I have no freaking clue. All I know is the damn thing. Works. I don't even know what RDNA <laughs> means anymore. I, I've given yeah. up with RDNA. <laughs> I, well, I mean, apparently PlayStation 5 has RDNA 3. I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, just, that's, that's brain cells, that is. <laughs> like, who cares, right? Like, oh, this is RDN 3. The, okay, but... Paul, did you just flip me off? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that important? Like, okay. What the heck, Dredd? Giving you props, you flip me off. I see how it is. <laughs> I'm going to jump to some random news that we haven't got in our list of things to talk about, but it's good news. And it fits in with the birthday theme we had earlier. Um, Microsoft partnered with Finsbury Food Group to launch a, a cons like a controller cake in the UK. Um, it's amazing. I got my son it for his birthday. He loves it. Turns out it's been their like best selling cake uh, of last year. So random, pointless thing, but it is Xbox related and birthday related. So uh, if you live in the UK and you've got a kid or yourself that likes uh xbox you can get them in asda and tesco's and it says it's a sponge cake with a layer of raspberry jam and sweet filling and it is actually quite nice for a like a, a store-bought birthday cake i must admit so the way you advertise that ash it almost sounds like you read it off an article or something like with raspberry filling and oh I, i've got the article up in front of me i, I did just read that <laughs> okay, as well <laughs> i was like wow man you like 
Yes, <laughs> big up UK. Cake, right? <laughs> it's a really good cake. He likes that much. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, my son was like, I really want an Xbox cake. And I was like, how the hell am I going to get him an Xbox cake? And then they announced <laughs> this was coming out like the month before his birthday. And I was like, ka-ching. So, you, I, could just, you could just do a regular cake and put your Series X on top of it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. All I heard was blasphemy. <laughs> I'm not putting my Series X anywhere near something that may destroy it. <laughs> I, I hate to say though uh, I don't drink tea I'm, I'm British and from the UK but I, I just drink the coffee stuff black I can't Wait drink a tea isn't that like blasphemy oh yeah probably but I'm sorry but I just I, I gotta I'm keep so going I've gotta keep myself going so I need coffee so tea I'm so disappointed. I've got strawberry jam flavoured tea that's weird as anything it tastes like you're eating toast with jam on but the amazing <laughs> things you can get. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I blame my wife. So, <laughs> you gave okay, your wife well... a graveyard cake for her thirtieth thread. That just answers so many questions. <laughs> I just would like to ask where this is going. <laughs> oh, it's on the Twitch chat. If you're on Twitch, you can see the chat. Like, uh, I'm kind of worried of how this episode is going to end. But <laughs> let's go to the next topic, going to what we have here. We do have uh, something something that for the fanboys is bad, but we don't care about fanboys. We just care about gaming. And for gaming, that's awesome. That Days Gone, you know that game? Another game, the PlayStation exclusive, is coming to PC. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I mean, to me, yeah, uh, I, I even put a tweet out there about you know, you sh anybody that is anybody that's a game a fan of a certain game like uh, Gears, um, this Days Gone, you should be happy that it goes to another console or another system or whatnot because then that allows your company to guess what make money and if they make more money than they make, the more chance that you may see DLC. Um, or a part two or something because they're making enough money to pay their bills. If they pay their bills and enough sales happen, hey, look, we can make another game. Exactly. So to me, when no, it, no, it, no, no, no. it's great. For, for the fanboys, that's horrible because it means that it's going to become multiplayer and that's not good for some reason. I can't wait to yeah, get I, it, though, on PC. I will never understand that thinking. Um, I am excited for when... Uh, yeah? For game, to me, I would love to see all games go everywhere. I would love to see Halo on PlayStation, and I know people are going to hate that and probably shit all over your channel for me saying that. I apologize, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think that would be a great thing for gaming everywhere because at the end of the day, it allows more people to play a game that has sold probably more consoles than any game on Xbox. But so... like that—that's the thing. I would love to see Halo on PlayStation as well. But as long as, for example, Days Gone or The Last of Us or God of War would go to Xbox as well, I think it would be nice because then you can choose your the platform you like the most. Yeah, I exactly. Xbox. Yeah. If all my games are on PlayStation and PlayStation games are not on my console, I'll have to go to PlayStation to play everything. Like... So I think they it would need to have this kind of trade to for it to work. 
but yeah, for sure, multi multiplat games would be awesome with no restriction or exclusive bullshit. You know what I, I mean? I don't even mind. I would be quite happy if there was a year exclusive on all console exclusive. So like, if an Xbox game comes out, it's out for a year, then it comes out on everything else a year later. If it was the same everywhere, because it's great to be able to play stuff. I mean. I can't to believe me, though, it's took us so long to get some of the games we finally got on Xbox, to be fair. But to me, though, console exclusive, it's almost a bad thing in a way. Because, you know, okay, so you, you get the game for a year, okay, Ash, you're on Xbox, I'm on PlayStation, I get to play for a year. Well, then by the time it gets to you, well, you have already had a year worth of games that have come out, well, now it becomes a backlog. So Yeah, no, buy, I agree in that sense. It. I'm just saying if there had to be an exclusive, though, a yeah, year, I mean, year. if it came down to one or the other, I would prefer one year exclusive or not having it. It's just to me, even locking a game down for a while does suck. Yeah, I just it, it just becomes a backlog, and I mean, I know so many people are like, oh, it's a part of my backlog. I'm like, dude, I don't have a backlog. I just have games that I just haven't played whatsoever. I <laughs> yes, will never play because I own them, and that's my thing. If I if I if I think a game looks great, I will own it, and everybody in gaming on the box makes fun of me because there's so many single player games i own and i do not play a lot of single player <laughs> games and they're like why'd you buy it i'm like well i thought it looked cool they're like but why'd you buy it i'm like well i mean they need sales so i if i wanted to buy it you know i, I did day, that with uh, kingdom arts i bought all the kingdom arts when they came out just because I, like, I want to support x i want to see more of these yeah. on xbox i've played them like twice and i bought all of them <laughs> but <laughs> But like that—that's the thing. Why would you need to justify your purchase? Like, why did you buy it? Because oh no, they make fun of me. Like because I wanted, because I thought it was nice, simple. Like, why do I need to justify my purchase to anyway? Why did you buy an Xbox or why did do, did you spend money on Crackdown Free? Because I enjoyed it <laughs> and I want to support it. Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> oh, I, I just I just wanted to see more games. More games is good for everyone, and I just hate when uh, I just hate when the lot behind things. It's like we look at Nintendo. I mean, people moan at PlayStation, but look how many Nintendo games have never come to anything but Nintendo. It, oh yeah, exactly. At least some exactly. of the Playstations come to PC. I mean, how much cooler would it be if you could play Breath of the Wild and? Pokemon and some other... Like, I'd love to play Luigi's Mansion, not on a Switch. I, I love some of the Nintendo games, but I just don't like the Switch itself. I don't think it's comfortable. I don't think it's that great a machine. I just want to play it. So, same with these. I, I used to have a PS4, um, but now I got rid of it just for space and stuff. So now I'm be able to, I've been able to pick... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, sorry, my internet just yeah, was... literally cut out. So I apologize, everyone. I am here. My internet just decided to stop. <laughs> stop working completely there. Um, yeah, sorry. What were you saying or what was I saying before my internet rudely disconnected? Uh, you started me. going in and out, in and out, in and out, and you were talking about uh, Nintendo. You didn't like it. and That you would like to play Luigi's Mansion or anything yeah. else besides uh, Nintendo Switch. And then it went. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, basically, I was just saying that, like, at least on PlayStation, I can um, I can play a lot of those games that I had on PS4 on my PC now. Sort of like there was um, there's Death Stranding, there's um, Horizon, Horizon, 
there's uh, the Dragon Quest games, stuff like that. So a, a large chunk of them I can at least play. But with Nintendo, you literally cannot play them anywhere but on a Nintendo. You you can you can actually play some old Nintendo games on emulators, but it's not official. <laughs> no, no. Well, I I mean legally though, and like a, a, an official version. <laughs> Um, there isn't one, so to be fair, everyone gives PlayStation shit for it, but Nintendo are the worst. So yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Get, give me two seconds, guys. You can go to the next topic. I'll be back soon enough, really quickly. Just a second. <laughs> oh, he's he's running. My internet scared him away, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! No, don't say something like that for crying out loud. It's just because I need to answer something really quickly and because I need to get a drink because I'm thirsty. Simple <sighs> as that. Can't get stuff okay. nowadays. Uh, moving on. Uh, State of play. PlayStation had the state of play. Um, what did you think to it? Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I don't have PlayStation. Uh, I, I watched it. It was all right. Um, I, I got more more enjoyment out of the Twitter reactions afterwards. I must admit than I did um, with the uh, the actual show. But I, I think I'm the only person that out of the three of us that has a PlayStation, so we'll not chat about it too much. But uh, the amount of crap Xbox gets for the shows, that was a uh, wasn't an exciting show in the slightest. So, but hey, oh, no, I I agree. It, it's it's a double standard, but I mean it's one of the things that's always been a double standard. It, all, it's it's never been equal, but it's one of those things where you just learn to deal with it. Because if plays if Xbox did it, people would crap all over it. But you know, uh, like uh, I I said once, um. If uh, Xbox came out and said they bought Sony, uh, people would instantly come out and say Sony has no games. <laughs> or Sony sucks. They never made good games. Yeah, I mean, but if Sony came out and bought Xbox, they'd be like, oh, Xbox has such great games. This is such a great acquisition. And it's just, it, To me, it's just one of those things. There's clickbaiters that just want to clickbait. And at the end of the day, it's just something you, you have to deal with, which is annoying, but it is what it is. There we go. I'm back. Oh, he's back. But you. yeah, it's just, it's just Probably like I say, uh, it's it just, it just annoys you when you see it. But like I say, if you're a PlayStation fan, there's, there's some all right uh, announcements. But uh, the good news is a lot of it is coming to Xbox in the future. Uh, my only disappointment mm. was, uh, does the new um, Final Fantasy VII? update next gen update mean we're not going to get it on xbox for another year or if ever so because i would actually like to play that so i mean i'll I'll be honest the fact they're releasing it and then a year later releasing the next part and a year later releasing the next part it's like four years before the entire game is released that game's gonna lose so much hype on the fact it's like four years i mean that's that's almost an entire console gen's life but like I think that's because of how long did it take for them to release the base game actually. Final Fantasy VII Remake was really announced a long time ago before the official release, you know. And I think they are trying to compensate this somehow by adding more expansions and content. 
But yeah, I do agree that it will lose a little bit of the. I think not not that much because Final Fantasy VII is iconic to the PlayStation community. But I do agree that it will kind of lose a little bit of the hype that it has during the release. Yeah, it's, it's, it can't help it. Take, taking that much time. And to be fair, I bet it doesn't all come out on the PlayStation 5. I bet then it'll finish on whatever the next, obviously PlayStation 6, because this, this yeah. the speed they're doing it. And then by the time, I mean, I ain't got time for that, especially when it's not even like a, a, a like a encased story. It's literally a chunk of one big story. It's not like it's one game, wait four years for the sequel. This is like they've trimmed out a section of it and then expanded on it. It's like watching the Hobbit films where they've padded it out with extra stuff just to sort of make it into more games. That's how it comes across. Oh, yeah. So, oh. And To me, when they announced it the way they did, I was like, wait, so we got to wait a year? I'm like, I mean, what if like the lead developer dies? Or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're talking about that's a long time to go in between games where... Yeah, Final Fantasy VII was one Final Fantasy I did play all the way through. I did enjoy it. I thought it was a great, but that's mm-hmm. a long time between games. Yeah, yeah, and even I, I'm not that fussed. I'm, I just, I feel like with them announcing the next gen update, I don't see it coming to Xbox this year. It may do. It may be one of those ones. You know, where PlayStation literally have all the exclusive market where no one can mention it until literally the day it comes out. That could be a possibility, no, no, no. but I, I feel no, like this is a way to ex- extend it. Or we may get the the next-gen version comes out with the extra content, uh, and it comes out for PS5, but then only the, the, the backwards compact version may come to Xbox, so we'll not get the next-gen version until whenever that exclusivity runs out. Do you know what I mean? So if it does come on Xbox, it'll be like the subpar original PS4 version as such. But like, yeah. do you think that? But would you guys think that for the way that Square Enix has been dealing with everything Xbox related by putting exclusive content of and exclusive, really basic content exclusively for PlayStation, or not having in quote in their quotations resources to make an Xbox port of other games? Do you think that probably then that means that Square Enix is going to be bought by Sony or not? Yeah, I'm bringing this again just because I think it's interesting, especially because with how they've been approaching and with all the news that we've been having related to them. So is everything Square Enix and PlayStation related? There is nothing about Xbox on this. I don't think they're going to buy Square Enix. I just think they're going to keep paying Square Enix to keep the games off everything else. So... And Square Enix is too big for PlayStation to buy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kmart's yeah. a perfect uh, example of why you don't do that. The uh, Sears bought Kmart out, Kmart turned around and bought Sears out. Yeah, like, I, I do know that Square Enix is big and... I, I do think as well that Sony will not be able to buy them. But is it, is it really that cheaper for them to just, with every single game, they just make a deal of exclusivity and then that's it? Because that's a lot of money they are spending. Millions of dollars. Is, 
cheaper than yeah, billions could, of dollars. Exactly. Yeah, they could they can spend a lot of money on a uh, advertising yeah, and a... keeping it off. Then and then they don't have the risk and all the they don't have the hassle. They literally just sign a check. They don't have to worry about paying developers and all that. They just they send they yeah. they're paying for that one thing. And that's all they have to worry about. They just like keep it off Xbox. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a lot easier. So fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we'll move on to more bad news. Uh, Anthem Next has been uh, dealt the killing blow by EA after they were having a review period. Who, who would have guessed? <laughs> have you actually played I mean... uh, Anthem? Any of yours? Uh, yeah, like 300 <laughs> yeah. hours. Wow, wow. Is it uh, what do you think to it? Because I played the like, I played the like the demo when it came out, oh, and I thought it was pretty I good. Was, I thought it was good, but the problem is there's a lack of content, yeah. Um, yeah. so some mechanics on the game as well are were not well balanced for what I remember. Like, the loot drop was just horrible for what I remember, you know. Yeah, the loot drop was horrible. Uh, some of the statistics just don't make sense. It's like, oh, well, you can get this. And it's like, but if I'm doing the statistics correctly, like on my armor, I'm at 900% armor. Well, what's my base armor? And there is no base armor. So it just it doesn't make a lot of sense on some of the stuff. It's just like, okay, you know, you built a game, but it doesn't make any sense on half the stuff we're doing here. Yeah. There was a bug. There was a bug during Anthem's release that it said that the first weapon that you get in the game, the base weapon, was the most powerful weapon in the whole game. You could get a level thirty weapon; it would be weaker than the level one weapon that you already had. Yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunately sad. Because it's just it went a route where it's like okay this doesn't make any sense on any of this that you did. So like it's it's just a big shame like that they decided to just okay drop it kill it off that's it because Anthem does have a lot of, of potential and I think that if they decided to go with Anthem next it would be awesome especially because it's a way for them to apologize for what they've done with the game's release. I I already talked about this during the last episode, but I don't like this type of thought of if the game is not very good right now and you released it, okay, so fuck the game, this game, kill it, let it die, and try better on the next game. No, I think it should be. If you fuck this up right now, try to fix it right now, and when it's fixed, now you can focus on trying to be better on the next game, you know? Because but, you need to apologize for the ones who spent money on this. But they did that with... They did this before, though. They they killed off Mass Effect Andromeda's DLC and everything and the continued support of that game to do work on Anthem. So it's, yeah, it's just EA are a shit company, unfortunately. That's <laughs> why I think it's a big shame that Anthem, were, Anthem X was cancelled. Maybe maybe it means um, the, the that Dragon Age or the next Mass Effect will actually have some support though. Though it, instead of them wasting it on Anthem, which I, I think they should have kept Anthem going because I always liked the look of it and I thought it, it had good graphics. It had a cool that like the flying was really cool and stuff like that. I, I love the setting and stuff and the world and the everything. But, awesome. 
but it's just like they just maybe at least the the one sort of saving grace of it is that those developers can then instead of wasting time sort of plugging the holes in the ship can at least hopefully mean that the next EA game isn't as bad as the last few have. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it'll make a massive difference because, by the sounds of it, there wasn't many people on Anthem when they they, they handed in the towel. But no, uh, I think uh, there's probably like I, twenty people or something, if that. There's some people that had posted, you know, I I don't know what I'm gonna do, and it's just like it's a game. I mean, it's. It, I I mean, I I was talking on uh, doing an Outriders podcast, and I was like, look, when the lead developer left to go to um, Dragon Age, I was like, Anthem's dead. And people were like, no, no, sometimes that happens. I'm like, no, Anthem's dead. The moment you pull the lead developer, the only person that's even communicating with Twitter, telling us what's going on, showing us that Anthem's alive, keeping our hope alive, just left. I'm like, that right there shows you how much faith they have in the game. Like, they're basically saying, yep, it's dead. We're not wasting any money. We're just going to keep pulling resources and putting resources where it actually belongs. That right there told me it was dead. It was sad. I enjoyed Anthem. I thought it had a huge potential if they would have yeah. just given it content. They needed to fix a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, it just shows you how bad that game really was behind the scenes on the fact that they killed it with as much money EA as they've already poured into it. Yeah. EA being EA, as always. I, I honestly thought it would turn around when they put it on EA Play because there's no reason not to play it when it's free. So uh, I honestly thought when it went on to EA Play for free, I thought there's a chance they're going to do something with this now. And it'll, it'll like Sea of Thieves, it, when Sea of Thieves launched, it had the same issue with lack of content. But that just shows yes. the two different ways you can go about it. You can do the monthly updates and hammer home and fix everything and refine it and listen and interact with your community, or you can just cut your losses. And unfortunately, I feel like they should have done it sooner rather than later with Anthem, if this is with the way it's ended up now. So I feel like, I do feel sorry for those people that have been like religiously holding on to it and playing it, waiting for this news update to only be told, no, that's it. Yeah, and the way they handled it was, hey, don't worry, we're going to keep Anthem alive, we're going to do live service updates, everything that's there is still going to be there. And it's like, I'm not playing a game that you killed. Like there, there is nothing left in the game to do. You're basically saying, "Hey, keep playing it." By the way, it's done. I'm like, no. You pretty much should just shut the server down. Yeah, because and, and they're gonna shut them down eventually. Because now no one is gonna want to play it because there's no there's no reason to start it now. Do you know what I mean? It's not like uh, you're gonna jump in and do it. Yeah. Not necessarily in my opinion, especially because, for example, if you are a new player and you want to play Anthem and you, oh yeah, you started to play and you enjoyed it. Nice. That's good to know. So keep going until you are done with the game. Okay. But I feel that they will lose a lot of new players that didn't care about the scores metacritic or about any reviews saying how disappointed the game was and that decided to go with <laughs> their own experience to see what the game is all about i think that ea will lose a lot of those people that it is a nice bunch of people that would enjoy the game or buy the game even buy the game after they play it on ea play just because they decided to shut down all the 
updates. You know, I think shutting down the service is not a good option. It's not a good solution. It's not a good thing to do. I think they should keep the servers on, still on, for the new players to have their own, their own experience and to say, okay, I'll play this game until or I'm done, or to say, okay, I hate this game, that's it. But they are keeping you know, the servers on, but who's going to want the, the amount of people? No one's going to buy it now. So the only people that will probably pick it up are those either getting it in like, uh, like a bargain and- basement sale no. or they'll get it on ea no. play but no why would you want to risk playing a game that will probably get shut down anyway because they're not going to keep the servers on so but and... that's the thing is because of all the new players like uh, if you, nobody if you have a person that has zero zero info about the reviews of the game and wants to experience everything for himself why would you shut down the game and lose a potential buyer or a potential player that would maybe, maybe, I'm not saying they will, but maybe would enjoy the game and maybe would, okay, I'll buy this game for a really big sale and I'll play until I'm done with it, you know? Maybe. It's, it's, just, like, it's just like the way with Bleeding Edge or Crackdown 3. The servers there will not there won't be any new updates for Bleeding Edge, but still the servers are on and still the game is on Game Pass. If there will not be any new updates for the game, why would anyone still play it? Because it's a new player or because it's an old player that enjoyed it and wants to keep going and have their own experience until maybe the game being shut down. But if they decide to shut down, they will lose a lot of potential people and potential buyers that would like to play the game until they are done. You know what I mean? The... Ash, you have a question on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I was just letting him finish. I was letting him finish. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so the game on screen... Uh, the two, the the main one on the main screen is Her Majesty's Spiffing, which is a point and click adventure game uh, set after Brexit, where uh, you're in, you're basically it's a it's like very British humour, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun, it's all right. Like I say, it's it, I got it on sale about two weeks ago, and uh, yeah, if you like sort of British humour and you like classic point and click adventure games, definitely give it a go. You get a couple of hours out of it. And the other one in the top corner is Music Racer, which is like a rhythm driving game where you just move left to right to get the the tokens uh, in times of the music, basically. And I'm driving a DeLorean in that video. <laughs> you need to check if the if the game that is on the big screen is available on your region, because I tried to see if this game was available on Xbox Brazil, and it's not. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but it is fun. It is definitely fun. If you like like classic sort of slow-paced point-and-click games, there's no combat or anything. It's just story and environmental, like interacting with everything and dialogue and stuff. That's definitely a, a game I recommend. Sort of like the Double Fine stuff we were playing uh, earlier in the year with like um, Grim Fandango and stuff like that. Yeah. Moving to the next topic, we do have another another bad news. <laughs> this one is actually kind of big. It involves... You guys uh, seem to just have bad news after bad news, man. You gotta throw, like, something good in there, like, hey, guess what? 
I found my penis this morning. Yay! Okay, next topic. <laughs> there is good news. Star Wars Squadrons is coming to EA Play. That's good news this week. Hey, don't, don't who's playing that game? I, I will be. <laughs> is that supposed when, to be? When it's on EA Play, it's free. It's it, free for Game Pass it, it Ultimate came... subscribers. Oh, yeah, but honestly, it, it came out, and I think I knew four people. Like, a bunch <laughs> of people were excited. And then, yeah, so people were like, "This is the worst game ever," and no one played it. I saw the trailing; nothing just caught my attention in that game from Tower Squadron, especially because it's EA doing it. Yeah. See, once again, EA. I I just want to point out a common denominator here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like we were supposed to talk about good news. That's the thing. If EA is involved, more than likely, it's not going to be a good ending. To be fair, though, they they said they weren't going to do any DLC for this, and they weren't going to give it additional content, and then they've pumped out a few bits of free DLC for it. I mean, I don't think it's anything of major importance, but it's uh, it at least got some content. And I, do you know what? It's not my main sort of interest of game, and I wasn't interested when they announced it, but I'll definitely give it a go when it's on EA Play for free. So. Oh yeah, because now you have nothing to lose. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're gonna keep going. Yeah. We're not gonna bother talking about some more depressing stuff. We'll oh, no, move on fine. to. Just... <laughs> it's it's not been. A, you know, we struggled to get enough to really do a news section this week because there wasn't that much. Normally, there's oh, loads of stuff. Me. We uh we podcast every Wednesday and we struggle sometimes. So a lot of times we just sit around making fun of each other. Ah, well, <laughs> no, normally, no, normally we just get uh, the Discord stopping us having a conversation mid mid sentence because exactly. that's Discord. But <laughs> but they have announced they just showed a load of new Halo Infinite images. What did you guys think to all them uh, in the new uh, Infinite update that just came out this week? The fun the fun facts about this is that they decided to release these images right on the same date as the state of play <laughs> events. There's there's no there's no uh, no nothing nothing at all uh, planned there I at mean, all. <laughs> to me, the the images look good. Yeah. The day night cycle is what excited me. Yeah. The fact that they show progressing from day to night and everything, I was like, that right there, I'm impressed with. Like, that is, yeah, I I, I would buy it for that alone. Yeah, I so like the me, idea with that. So no, to me, no, I like that, so. No, no, not just the day and night circle, but I would say that the we already know that the weapons and the armors are, are now looking way better than before. The environments, I could say, they are really well, really better as well, especially because of all the details, especially on the grass. The trees need need some more (laughs) work, in my opinion, to get better, but the grass and the mountains, man, that looks beautiful. Not gonna lie, it's just getting me more excited for Halo Infinite. Am I the only one that wasn't disappointed by the first video, when they had the big Revealed. I thought it looked all right. The only thing I didn't like about the, the uh, like the thirty minute or ten minute gameplay they showed was that um, the enemy, the one where I was talking when they got right up close, because it just the, the textures looked terrible really? on its face. But Craig. Oh, no, I, no, not I Craig, the not Craig. The, the, the gameplay looked good. Out. There was like but, a, a big uh, bloke who was speaking, and he just didn't look 
good, but I thought it lo- it gave me like the vibes of Halo One, the the graphic style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did enjoy the gameplay that they showed to us. The only thing that I thought to myself is it needs a little polish. It needs to be polished. That's a fact. There's no denying on that. But I thought to myself, well, it needs to be polished, but this is a demo, it's not the official game, so let's see what happens. And people just decided to say that it was trash. I I was I would have played it as it was. I was quite happy with it. It looked quite good to me, but I, I, it looks better now. I, I, I'll hold my hands up and say it looks twice as good as it did. The, the, the textures on the rocks and the environments and the guns and stuff look loads better. But I, I hold judgment until I see it in gameplay. Uh, like actual gameplay videos, so. But I'm really hyped for Halo. After playing all these Halo multiplayers this last week and getting ready for this tournament, I'm I'm so hyped for Halo. And I'm not normally a big Halo fan, like I say, other than Halo Three, which when I was like into Halo and we all played it together as a, a group, I've never been like I'd never rush out and buy Halo Day One. Whereas Infinite. I mean, I don't have to rush out and buy it because it'll be on Game Pass, but I'll be playing it day one. I am so hyped for Halo, and I cannot wait for Infinite, and I'm really looking forward to using that bloody grappling hook. That's That just seems like it's going to open up so many fun possibilities for multiplayer yeah. and just, like, traversing the world while you're playing. Yeah, for sure. And as well as exploring, exploring all the options you have to deal with... Uh situation during the game yeah for sure i mean are they, are they doing monthly updates for infinite now i'm not i've not been following it too yes. uh they're so. supposed to be doing week a week i think weekly updates or monthly updates uh monthly updates supposed monthly. To be a little bigger because oh, yeah. i saw yeah, those yeah, pictures of the um the multiplayer uh, uh, levels they were looked really nice someone's in chat yeah. Leon, leonitis or leonatus uh leonitis. 1084 has said it's weekly so that's pretty cool fair play to yeah, him for giving nice. weekly updates I mean, he doesn't even play Halo, and he's excited. That's what I mean. <laughs> people, people want to talk down about Halo, but I'm excited, and I, like I said, I'm, I wasn't into yeah. like I wasn't a big Halo person, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I cannot wait for holiday this year, holiday season, all... to jump in. I, I think we are all excited. Oh, he actually. said he was being, he was, he was being sarcastic about being hyped. Curses. <laughs> Curses. Yeah. Get out of here. You are banned from the stream. No, just kidding. <laughs> I know a lot of Xbox players that actually don't like Halo. And some people, you know, shit on them for it. And it's like, why? If they don't like it, they don't like it. You know, it's not like, oh, I hate Xbox. They just, they don't prefer it, which is fine. Some people just don't prefer Halo. That's fine. Some people just don't like it, first person shooters. But, um, I mean, I, from the, what they've shown, I'm excited. I can't wait to play it. Um, I will say the little bit that I can say because we haven't really done a lot with it yet and I'm not allowed to say too much on it is there will be stuff coming out later this summer that Mm. us and another large podcast are going to be doing for Halo Infinite. Nice, nice. So look forward to that, seeing what you do. Nice, awesome. But like with the images that they released, that that is a question that I would like to make you. That is, with the images that they revealed, do you think that the game will look too much like Halo 5 and Halo 4 with the visuals? Or do you think it's going to be 
I it's think... going to be able to keep itself uh, different from those games and the slip, li, slip space engine, stuff like that, I think is the name, will be able to prove us something big. Well, they're, they're betting their money on this uh, uh, slip space engine and the fact of what it's going to be able to do and whatnot. Um, from what I've read and heard and whatnot, it sounds more like they're actually wanting this to be uh, kind of like a Halo 2-3 kind of look, because that's about when Halo was its biggest. Uh, um, not nice. saying it's not big, but it, I mean, they've, they've even said they want to go back to the roots a little bit, so I, I, yeah. I would think, honestly, we're going to see more Halo 1, 2, 3 more than Halo 4, 5. And a lot of people try to say that Halo 4 and 5 are totally different and everything. Yeah, they are, but Halo 4 and 5 is kind of where a lot of people stopped playing. Um, a lot of people didn't like the way they went with it, which is fine. I mean, everybody has, you know, their cup of tea that they want to play, which is, you know, that mixes gamers. But I think they want to go more that route because that's when it was its biggest point. That's when the, most people wanted to play. And from what I've heard, there's a lot of people that are really looking forward to this Halo because they've said they're going away from Halo 5. So the multiplayer in Halo 5 w was not as good as what it could have been. Um, Halo 4 and 5 did the whole get so many points and you can call down stuff type thing. And it, yeah, it just... Leave the guns on the map, let me go find them, let me bash my friends in with them. <laughs> yeah. Let me just melee attack everyone. Super as that. <laughs> Look, I just need a pistol and the shotgun. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> I just need the sword. I just need the fucking energy sword and staring at the corner. Super as that. <laughs> I've played some matches where people have actually put unlimited energy sword and that's the only weapon you have and it's just a complete bathhouse of just... Destruction. Because <laughs> whoever swings first, the other person dies. So it's not a matter of who aims. It's like, nope, I swung first, you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We learned this the by the worst way possible during our <laughs> some matches yesterday. There yeah. was a son of a bitch that was in a corner with a sword, and every single time he killed everyone. Yeah, oh, there, yeah. there were there was like his teammates were camping with him, so you either. While you were trying to deal with one, you got sorted from behind, basically, over and over. So, eventually, you just learned where to throw the grenades, and we finally cleared him out, but, yeah. And then, and then Nash got the sword, and then he just became a maniac. Simple as that. He, he just became a, a psycho. He was, I got, just got a triple kill. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually this crazy. Y'all be mean to people. It's the only way. <laughs> it's the only way. The final thing is, you know, live, learn, die. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, they can't, they get, they get killed. But hey-ho. Um, do you want to talk about your Halo tournament then? That's happening next week while we're on the topic of Halo. I can do that. So the way this is going to work, some of it's not revealed yet, so I won't talk too much about it. But the way it's going to work is we're going to actually launch the games uh, starting at next saturday march 6 12 p.m eastern and some of them will launch then some of them will launch later they will not be live they will be recorded and then we will actually cut clips down and put them on youtube uh but the way it's going to work is it's single elimination uh podcast versus podcast we try to find as many podcasts that we're interested to go and it will go all the way until we have a winner so the first round will be saturday the second round will be sunday Depending on how quickly we get the second round done, we may do a third round on Sunday. If not, then the following Saturday, 
will be the third round with the championship being the following Sunday. And the payout was $150, but it is now $500 US dollars. So very nice. <laughs> that's some serious money on the line. Um, yep. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it, we, we have some pretty good players coming out. Uh, well, uh, we, we, we'll enjoy our one day of gaming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, I don't even know who you guys are teamed up against. I, I know I drew the names and everything. Uh, but I, I could tell you off the top of my head, if you give me a second, we are against Green Pass Gaming, I believe. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Uh, you may not, I mean, I think they play Halo about as much as you guys do from what they were telling me, so... I, I just Who want knows? a maybe, game where we don't get destroyed. We'll pull Listen, through. Do you mean that we do have a chance? What? <laughs> I mean, you have a chance, but mind you, there are some heavy Halo player podcasts. Yeah, exactly. there. I know. That's why I'm pretty sure that our match is going to be the quickest. <laughs> I, I just want, I just uh, want to enjoy the games, and as long as we don't get absolutely sort of like. 50 to 10 every game i'll be happy as long as we get some kills in there we get some good games yeah and the that's all the matches will about. be 50 kill the first one of first team to 50 kills um the matches will go one team will host five games which whoever has the best internet will do that and then five games the other team that way the whole ping thing has kind of worked out since we do have some uk players and we do have some us players um, and then we kind of go from there. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. Uh, this is our first Halo tournament. We are hoping to host monthly tournaments, and we do it as playcasters of basically just trying to get podcasts together to play and just kind of play against each other or play with each other, depending on what we're doing, just to expose people to different podcasts. You know, uh, have our fans see you guys, have your fans see other people, just, you know, see we how people fans. are. Yeah, there's a good uh, community yeah, yeah. of podcasters out there, so... Fans? Yeah, and so, I mean, it, it, it'll be really interesting to see how this works. I think next one month we're going to be doing um, PGA Tour 2K21. We're going to be doing a tournament on that. Um, one person already called me an asshole because in our society, we uh, someone said it was too easy, so I put it on legendary difficult with, like, hurricane winds. They're like, <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, no one plays golf in this. I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> so, Can you but the Halo tournament is exciting because I have a lot of – good memories from halo uh like we were talking before you know uh, some people are not old enough to remember the landline parties of the old xbox exactly. uh xbox uh days you actually could not connect to the internet very well and play halo because well um not everybody had good internet back when halo came out yep most people had one meg. <laughs> If you had one meg, you were like king. No, that that uh, was I mean, for like I Halo remember... Three. When Halo Three came out, we had yeah, about one I or mean... two meg at most. But we had we, so... had, eight, we had eight machines yeah. set up at once, so you never got a meg on your machine. You, you got it two meg split between eight at best. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm, to me, this is we're an exciting time. I can't wait for it. Uh, building up a little bit of hype for Halo Infinite when it comes out later this year. So this will be exciting. Um, we'll be able to see kind of who rules on the uh podcasters as far as uh who's uh the halo king and not so i i have my ideas on who i think is going to get to first place or at least the championship but we'll see because uh one team that i'm pulling for is going against another team that is really stacked so it's almost like the <laughs> the top four teams two of them are facing each other instantly and it's like 
well, that's not what I wanted. I at least wanted them to be a little bit further in the game. So, but I mean, uh, we'll see what happens because that that the, the match I'm talking about is uh, SSWI, uh, who I know those guys. Um, they uh, I started with them a little bit, uh, not only podcasting with them, but um, they had me on my very first podcast. Oh, nice. And then um, uh, Mav, fun speculation. They play Halo a lot, and they're actually very good at it. So. But both those teams are very good, and both those teams I figured would go top four, and they face each other round one. So it's got like, well, this will be interesting. <laughs> I, I'm just hoping our two ringers, because obviously there's only two of us doing the podcast. Uh, we've got two players yeah, well, uh, given to us. Like I the... just hope miraculously they're like Halo pros. I doubt they will be, but it'd be amazing if they just like know. someone carries so... the whole team with like amazing headshot oh, after headshot. I'm not necessarily hoping for that. I just hope they have fun playing with us because, <laughs> like, probably we are going to be the first team to lose, and it would be really bad for them to like, oh, I entered another team, but the team is bad, <laughs> and I have no choice in it. Like, I just hope they have fun playing with us. That's the only so, thing. That's the biggest about. thing. Yes, there's money involved, but at the end of the day, we want people to have fun. We want you guys to, you know, get done. Uh, people see, hey, look, I like those guys. I want to check out their podcast type thing, and just ultimately, just you know, build a little bit more community in the Xbox community we have, and just have some fun, meet some friends, maybe uh, play with people back and forth, and just have a blast. That's the biggest thing that we're going for. Oh yeah, um, exactly. I mean, we're gonna go in and go. Out. We're gonna just go in and give it all. Whether we win or lose, we're just gonna have a good laugh. Oh so. yeah, exactly. That's a big focus, especially to meet new people. I've obviously, yeah, I mean, I've obviously upset you know, some guy in the chat. On your team, so. You know, you may, you know, you guys may go further or you may play more games afterwards. So it could be really interesting on how it works out. So Yeah, yeah. well, it's got me back into playing Halo. Like I say, I mean, I haven't played multiplayer in forever and I'll be playing it a lot more going forward. So what I um, would suggest is probably contact your two new teammates and uh, kind of play a little bit together. So. We, we've been we've, we've been, been trying, trying to. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've we're all in different time zones. So at the moment, through the week, oh yeah, they so, they, yeah, that... they work until like midnight here. So unfortunately, it's just live. Yeah. We're gonna maybe we'll try and get one next week or over maybe the next couple of days to try and uh, get us to go in. But the last couple of times we've played Halo, we just haven't been able to connect with them. But that's just the the joys of everyone having yeah. jobs and work and everything oh, yeah, like family, that. So you know, yeah, being it's, an adult. It's, Damn it. Yeah. We've all got responsibilities. Jobs tech priority, work tech priority, life tech priority, family tech priority over playing <laughs> playing games. So Fortunately that is the case. Um But uh yeah, I mean it it'll it, it I'm excited. I I wanna see where it goes. We're hoping to do this monthly, um kinda see where it goes, whatnot, so I mean, okay, so I talked about some of my memories. What are your guys' memories as far as Halo goes? Do you want to so go first? Yeah, when go we are talking, uh, yeah, I can go no words. Like, about Halo, the biggest thing that I... It's not necessarily to talk about only the Halo multiplayer. We can we will talk about something about the Halo campaign as well, but Halo multiplayer was able to give me some really epic moments that... I wasn't able to do in any other game during the time when I play. I think, I, from what I remember, I started playing Halo multiplayer during Halo 3, I think. But 
it wasn't that much. I haven't played that much, especially because I didn't understand anything during that. I just spawned and died, spawned and died. But I was able to have some pretty awesome moments and like the music, the mechanics, everything just felt so well done and solid. Like, and it's really amazing how after what, how many years later <laughs> we have Halo 3 uh, available <laughs> and we are being able to play it again. Like, it still works. It doesn't matter if you don't have a print mechanic. It's too fun. It's too addicting. That's what I think is the best part of everything about this whole tournament because it's going to be a really nice experience, not just to meet new people, but especially because to remember the old times when you started playing this game. And, like, sure, you d I do have my criticisms about it. That is, I don't like that much the <laughs> spawn point system because it just randomly spawns me in the middle of a <laughs> fight, a gunfire, simple as that. Like, I spawned behind two enemy guys and they just turn around and kill me immediately. But it happens. It happens. But, yeah, like, Halo multiplayer was, in my opinion, one of, if not the most exciting multiplayer game that I had for for a while. It wasn't a big while because I wasn't that much into multiplayer, but still pretty awesome and really looking forward to this tournament. Especially because Halo Infinite is coming right during the end of this year. And yeah, like I don't have a specific specific memories about situations that I had that just I can only talk about the feelings that I had doing when I was playing the multiplayer. And that was it. And when I jumped back to play the game during this week again to prepare myself for the tournaments, I had the same impression. It was just amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> for me... Okay, it it's more uh, uh, an emotional thing for me because I like the way it feels. And it's awesome. Cool. Cool, cool. Are you done? Do you want me to go? Yes. You're yes, done? I am. Well, you can, you can for, for you me, like I say, I got into it... Um, Obviously, I had a, like an actual LAN gaming center, so we had all the Xboxes lined up and stuff like that. Um, so I was never massively into Halo when it first came out, but like I say, with Halo Three, we did we were we, before that we were playing like Halo Two multiplayer, uh, and I used to play quite a lot of that on the PC. Um, and then I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like mad for it. I wouldn't say it was like it gripped me. But then when we started playing like four v four. Multiplayer on Halo 3, and we were always playing stupid stuff like we were playing sumo with the the warthogs, or just like crazy stupid playlists and stuff like that with all the stupid rules and stuff. Um, honestly, it it brings back amazing memories of of a time in my life when obviously I, I used to 
to to run that and obviously take part in it. And I, and and like I say, I, I said in chat uh, a minute ago that uh, I'm not super. I was never super into the Halo campaign, like solo. I ca I can't sit down and play Halo from start to finish on my own without really trying because I just don't enjoy it. It's not a bad game. Um, I do think it's decent in some aspects. It's got a decent story and that, but for me, Halo, even the the campaign has to be played co-op because it just adds like a whole extra um, sort of layer to it. I mean, we've just started playing through the uh, Master Chief collection again, so we've been doing. We've just done Halo One on Legendary co-op, and I've honestly, yeah, I've, I enjoyed that more than I ever enjoyed playing Halo One originally when it first came out. But it's got to be. Um, it's just, it's just something absolutely. I, I just think it's got to be done co-op and the verses and stuff like the multiplayer. It just brings back such fun times of like of my life um, when I was uh, younger and just it just reminds me of, like the peak of 360 stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 360 was like the the ultimate sort of console period for me. And uh, someone's asked what the uh, the game is in the background on the screen. That is uh, Moving Out. It's like a moving game. This is the DLC that came out a couple of days ago. Uh, it's like a Paradise Lost or something like that. So it's um, another. It's like on a desert island or something like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's quite fun. Uh, but yeah, it's a split screen um, like um, couch co op game. So it's much more fun than just playing it solo like I am in video. Nice. Uh, some of my memories would be kind of what you had said, Ash, uh, landlining with some friends and setting up our own game modes, one of my uh, most favorite game modes, which when we do Halo, most people don't realize I'm doing it, but it's uh, called Redneck, and it's literally just shotguns and unlimited frag grenades on Blood Gulch. So oh, you're nice. running around with vehicles, and, uh, you can't, and you can't see the grenades. So you see, people are just chucking grenades, and you just see explosion after explosion, and you have warthogs flying <laughs> around, and you have shotguns. So it's not like you can snipe somebody, so you got to get up close and personal while grenades are being thrown. So it's just utter chaos, and to me, that's some of the most fun I've ever had because when you get 16 people on that yeah. 8 versus 8 throwing grenades everywhere, it becomes just an utter bloodbath of just fun and laughter and people running each other over <laughs> each other. I mean, when you see someone get in the Warthog the very first time and they try to drive it, it's it's absolutely just hilarious. Because they're yes. like, why is the back end? What that? And it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. You don't know how to drive the Warthog. Warthogs and rocket launchers is always fun for people who haven't driven a Warthog before. <laughs> oh, so we, uh, the last time we did a Halo uh, Playcasters, we did uh, rocket launchers. And I was laughing the entire time so loud because you would spawn and die, spawn and die, because we were playing uh, 12 players on a four-player map. And so there were too many players, and so rockets are just flying everywhere. You would spawn and die. You're seeing dead bodies fly all over. You're shooting at dead bodies thinking they're alive. It just – it was fun. Yeah, that, that's um, that's what reminds me. That's the purest of Halo, isn't it, for multiplayer? It's the best. Just stupid yes. stuff like that. <laughs> It's actually it's chaotic. That's why it's fun. It's simple as that. Like there was a moment. It happened yesterday. Like that we were going to a really not very big room that had a, an enemy there with a sword, 
I was going there to distract him and Ashwood go behind, was behind me and he was supposed to flank him while I was distracting the guy. While I was entering the, the small room, Ash just threw a grenade there and the son of a bitch killed me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't kill the guy. And like when Ash, during Halo multiplayer and as well as Halo co-op campaign, Remember this one thing, when Ash has a grenade, he will throw every single one of them in, no matter what, in every single enemy. That's the thing, if he has a grenade, he won't like, uh, okay, I'll wait <laughs> for the right time to throw a grenade. No, no, for, for Ash, it's the right time is now. And he yeah, it. that's, that's the it. only way. You've, you've got a grenade, you throw it at them. Exactly. Yeah, but not throw it, but not throw it at me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a logical time to throw it. He, it's not that he likes to run in front, so he, he gets a grenade to back at head when, I, when I'm fr when I'm throwing him into clear. He runs forward. It's just unlucky timing on his part. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I'll say on that matter. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Stop trying to defend yourself. You know you're wrong. <laughs> Simple as that. But like uh, one thing that uh, that is. Funny, but still is, in my opinion, is kind of frustrating about Halo. Is especially I think it was during some Halo Three maps. There were some really giant areas. Is that it's pretty for for us that are not very experienced players. We are we are noobs. That that's a fact. But for non-experienced players, is it's kind of frustrating to see how easily someone could camp on an advantage point and just finish the whole match standing still on that specific camping point. Like, I think that's not fun at all. Like, I'm not saying that because I died over and over and over and I lost it. No, it's just because the purpose, of, in my opinion, of the game is for you to run around, cause chaos, melee attack everyone, throw grenades, that's crazy, like, not standing still waiting for someone to pass through you and not passing through the room and not seeing you, so you can just melee attack him in the back, you know. As someone that used to play Counter-Strike a lot, though, that happens in every or, game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, play, I play COD here and there, and that's too. every game. Yeah, you, I mean... You, you always... Every FPS game I've ever played, or third-person shooter, you always have someone that camps. And it's just something that it's part of... I mean, Leo makes fun of me all the time, because I, if I play a sniper, I will camp in a spot and snipe. Because, well, I'm a sniper, I'm not going to run around with a goddamn sniper rifle. Yeah, that's and so, Leo likes to joke around with me. Sniper. Yeah, so he's already typed it in chat, Fork is the camper. Uh, that... Yeah, he's like, watch out for Fork, he'll bring the uh, the tent and campfire and everything, he'll camp out. And it's like, <laughs> if I have a sniper rifle, I'm going to sit in one spot and camp and just start sniping people. <laughs> That's just the way that I play. It uh, doesn't mean I camp all the time and wait for kill, but if I have a sniper rifle, I'm not going to run around with the damn thing. That's just stupid. No, no, I, I agree no. in that aspect, definitely. Like I said, I mean, I, I like, um, I play, I used to play a lot of COD and I used to camp. So wait a sec, wait a second. Are you telling me, Ash, that you are part of the problem? And I agree though. With Call of Duty, there's uh, when you've got that sniper rifle, you've got to get the problem. Even after I just said I camp, he blames you, not me. I find that hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm enjoying this. 
This is what no, I mean. No, I just can't get, guess, the, Ash, can't get the... You are the problem. <laughs> you're, you're the guest. You're, you're the guest. Uh, so if uh, we want to have a, a chance to have you here again, I can speak <laughs> anything bad about you. Ash is the problem. <laughs> Ash is the reason why no game works correctly. Yeah, it's all Ash me. Ash is the problem. It's all me. It's all me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I just can't deal with it. <laughs> Ash is the reason why Anthem was cancelled. I, I am, I am. Her. I killed Stadia. Ash is the reason why Stadia is dead. That, yeah. Oh, but, piss, but piss like off, it. Sam. <laughs> Ash can't play any game properly. You know, hang on, so I know, I know this is going totally back to a, to the, uh, another topic, but do we think, or do you guys think, that Stadia will one day come back with? I mean. There, the game industry makes more money than the movie industry. I mean, it, it's the most besides porn, it makes more money than anything. So, do you guys think that there's a chance that down the road we could see Google actually and Amazon put a bigger foothold in, or do you think it's possible we could see Amazon or Google buy a PlayStation? Maybe, but but it's, yeah. I don't see them going away. Whether they stick it out with their cloud or they decide to invest elsewhere, but maybe they'll look at like cloud and go, well, that co that costs too much to for nothing back straight yeah. away. Whereas if they just buy publishers or an actual full company, it's it's they don't have to do anything then. It's just flash the cash, and then they're good to go. So like, and my my theory is still one of them is going to buy PlayStation and I've gotten a lot of hate over that. And it's like, why they're trillion dollar companies. Why spend billions of dollars when you can already buy a company that already has exclusives? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree yeah. on that. Side. Whether they do or not, who knows, but it wouldn't surprise me that that's someone, yeah. that someone big is, is bought basically. But like for them to have a chance, they need to change their approach. You know what I mean? Because they really screwed up. Is the first impressions of the thing. Yeah, I mean, first impressions last forever, and it's like Google Stadia, the system that died and killed itself. So, I mean, yeah, first impressions. They, 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 do you never know, though? What happens if they just sell that technology and they just let someone else run, like, a big publisher? They get someone who's got a load of games. They just get them to use Stadia for their own streaming networks, and they just take a cut of it. That's what I think Stadia's will eventually turn to it'll be like each when it, you know when you see stuff like ea play and ubisoft and that they'll have a cloud version of that that's run by someone's software and there's a good chance it could be a stadia or someone behind the scenes do you know what i mean that's how i could see yeah. them still mm -hmm. going especially based on what they were saying yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Makes sense. It does make sense. We will see. I, the, the the way everyone's being bought up at the moment, though, there's like a mass rush to buy as many people as possible to sort of um, fill everything up. So I, I and who would have thought Bethesda were going to get bought out? So nowadays, I don't want to say nothing's going to happen because you just never know. It could anything could happen. So. I, Microsoft's buying Sony anyway. What are you on about? It's clearly what everyone says online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Microsoft would have the, the money. I think uh, they would have the money to buy Sony, but first, I don't think that Sony would, would accept it. And as well as I don't think Microsoft has the interest in buying them. Why? I don't know. It's just my impression that I have right now. 
but they do need but they do need to buy some Japanese studio to get some nice Japanese exclusive so they can have more variety. Oh, I can agree with that. Yeah. I I don't really think Sony are gonna get bought by Microsoft as well. That is just that is a joke. Yeah yeah but like they do have the money. I know they have the money but they I don't think they will try to do it because I, mean, I don't think there's a would it shock anybody if Tencent bought Sony? Chinese I could, I could see Tencent investing in them like a, a percentage, yeah. maybe not outright buying, but I, putting a, a chunk of money down for t- Sony. I mean, Tencent uh, owns like, a percentage of Blizzard. Yeah, and like lots of other companies they... nowadays, don't they? Tencent's oh, yeah. huge. It's just going mad. But like, like they've been, like Sony has been doing with Epic Games, just buying little percentages of the company. Yeah, but they get a, they get a cut of that every for everything they sell. They're making that percent back. So, and like uh, yeah. Sam, Sam the Red Sun says, he's put Sony won't get bought out. They're too diverse with films, TV, music, etc. That is a true. They do have like that whole like yeah. media side, and like I say, they're invest. They've just Actually, bought their like they own Funimation, or- and they've now just bought. Yeah, um, believe it or not, Sony itself actually is not that big of a company compared to Amazon or um, Google. They're not. They're not a trillion dollar company. They may be several hundred billion dollar company, but they are not a trillion dollar company. When you're talking about Amazon and Google, oh no, no, I understand. But I mean, for yeah. like I, it, that that extra side of things, like the the media side, means like if they're just wanting to buy someone for gaming, like Tencent or Microsoft, wouldn't be. Yeah. It's not something for them. I mean, Amazon wouldn't. I probably wouldn't mind having Sony's back catalogue of films and all their licenses for them. Do you know what I mean that that's the side. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like I say, so Sony owns a lot. Like they, they basically own anime now. They've bought that. They've bought the two big anime st- companies that are going. Like they own Funimation. They've just bought Crunchyroll. The the only other big um, streaming anime company. Promise. And they've also uh, they've bought out Manga in the UK as well. So literally, like the the, the some of the biggest anime companies are all owned by Sony now. So Sony are sitting on a pretty penny with that, at least. They're, they're going to be fine with just anime. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> but it's fair enough to say, it's just, but it's just because it's, it's kind of everything is to a mystery when we are, when you think about Amazon and Google. Especially because Amazon doesn't give us anything. They just, there hasn't been any news about it. They've been really silent. And Google has been just dying in, when, we are about, when we are talking about the gaming division. Like, uh, could, could it happen? Something really big for them to rise up again and dominate the market? Yeah, maybe. They have the resources to do something like that. It's not a like a, it's not something small. It's freaking Google and Amazon, but still, it's still a mystery. Like only time will tell. I'm just waiting for X Cloud to come to phones and uh, internet, like a, a, an app, or like you can use it on a browser, so I can finally use it on my iPhone. That changes it all for me. That's the one thing oh, yeah. uh, holding yeah, X Cloud yeah. back at the moment is the lack of devices it works on 
So as soon as they sort that out, then I feel like that'll put even more strain and sort of pressure on other companies to even try and compete, basically. So well, yeah, but for sure they try to do that. Like it, it would be, it wouldn't make any sense for them to make for Xbox to do a whole ecosystem, and then one part of this ecosystem is exclusive to only one type of cell phone device. You know. Yeah, yeah, but the whole thing with uh, Apple is gonna. Uh... I think could tick on for quite a while, especially with all the lawsuits they've got going on with Epic Store and that. I feel like, um, like I say, it could uh, could go on for a while. I think bef- the first thing we're going to get for xCloud, it's going to be the the internet, the uh, like browser version, and that I think that'll be what we'll get on uh, iPhones and iPads and stuff for the foreseeable future. To be fair, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. That I say, there's so many possible outcomes for everything that could happen and especially everything's wide open nowadays every week someone's getting bought purchased invested in closed so i just got i just got to see how it goes so so ultimately the thing is microsoft's been buying studios left and right sony's been buying studios here and there and a lot of people don't seem to realize the reason why it's been so aggressive this year is the moment google and stadia entered the market well, now you have two people that have very deep pockets that can buy studios. So if you don't buy them, someone else will. Yep. So do you want that studio to become exclusive to not your console? And then you're losing all of those people that actually like those games. Yep. So, I mean, people may not, may not like studios being bought, but at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, people want to be able to have as many consumers on their products as possible. Yeah, well, the Gearbox has just been bought, hasn't it? And what happens when... Uh... If that company, that the the, the like the, the the overall overlord of the people that have bought Gearbox suddenly decide, well, we only want to put it on one place. That's all the Borderlands fans buggered. Do you know what I mean? It, it's people don't see it like that. It's it's a it's sort of a rush at the moment, and I, I I can assume over the next year or two there'll be a lot more from everywhere oh, getting yeah. purchased. Like I, I would I would assume before. 2025 there's not going to be a single studio that does not work that is not owned by a major not a, not a, a decent besides, size besides studio your, yeah besides your indies and everything uh ubisoft all of these studios will be owned by somebody due to the fact that it's just the way it's going yeah would you say that even capcom would do that or yeah. sega yeah, yeah. I, Capcom and Sega, uh, Konami, all of them, I can see being bought. It's just a matter of who has the money to do it and who's willing to do it. Some of them may be too big that it may not happen, but I, I honestly think we're going to see more and more studios purchased, where there's very few that are not uh, signed with somebody. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just going to end up like streaming about... networks, isn't it? That's the thing. Like all these TV. Yeah. It's, it's that's the way everything's going now. That's the way. Gaming will end up, unfortunately. <laughs> if you yeah, want to play that, it, you have to buy all of them. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Uh, I've been saying during a lot of during our not just the the our last episode, but during other episodes that we've recorded, I do think that gaming streaming will will be the future, especially with how successful Netflix has been doing. As well as many other platform streaming platforms, and XCloud is the beginning of it. So sure, we can see. Some I think the Series X 
Xbox. Maybe the last Xbox console we see. We may see one more. But like, but fun, as like far as generations go, I can see where the next the the future consoles are just like Stadia, little devices you plug in, and everything else like is you, done on the servers. So so All like cloud. You mean, yeah. So you mean like a physical console? Um, I I. What I'm saying is, I, I, the $500 consoles. I think this, this, or maybe one more, is the last one we're going to see. After that, I think what we're going to see is more streaming bound than anything else. Um, cloud has been working very well. A lot of people love it, um, and this is just the infancy of it. I can see where a lot of things are server based. That's where things are headed. Uh, Elon Musk shooting all these satellites up and making it to where he's trying to uh, create a global internet. And his yeah. theory is he wants to make internet available for everybody the same speed across the board. And we're not talking slow speeds either. We're talking some pretty insane speeds. And it's internet for everybody. So it's not a matter of, oh, well, this is the fastest I got. Well, now Elon Musk is offering this insane speed where I, I think we can see it. I, it's a lot of people don't like it. And a lot of people probably call me, you know, all sorts of, you know, weird stuff and whatnot. I don't really care. Look, they're not investing in cloud gaming just because they want a few people to play it. They're investing in cloud gaming because at the end of the day, they lose money on consoles every time they make a console. So why make consoles when you can actually allow the people to play the exact same graphics, same quality, same everything, and all they have to do is plug in a very small $100, $150 device into their TV? Yep. I don't yeah. even think there'll be that much. Yep. The devices, yep. it's going to be like – eventually it's going to run off like buy, a fire stick. Yeah, I think you'll be buying a controller and uh, some type of device that you're plugging in. Now, mind you, the device has to be able to still do stuff, so it's still going to be a pretty fancy device as far as CPU, RAM, and all that. But everything else will be rendered on the uh, server side. So yeah, yeah, people may not like that, but that's where it's headed. Uh, yeah. Physical copies are going to be going the, the wayside, and I know many people that I play with that are going to hate that. But, I mean, think about it. Digital costs the same as physical, yet physical, you still got to buy a CD, you still got to print the paperwork out, you still got to mail it. That's money you're losing with shipping, the cartridge, yep. the paper you got to print out, the artwork that has to be made. All of that has to be done. So why not do digital where you can still sell it for cheaper? Yeah. And they have to sell it at retail cost to distributors, like to shops, so it's even lower. So yeah, and if they so can sell it on their own store, they get full price. Yeah, basically. exactly. If Microsoft sells it for fifty nine dollars. They're getting all fifty nine dollars of it, minus whatever they got to pay. You know, the studio that they got it from. They got to ship it to Walmart. Guess what? Walmart's not buying it for fifty nine dollars. Walmart's no. buying it for a whole lot cheaper than that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can see. You can see a lot of companies have gone digital. I mean, I went to see Team Seventeen. I went for a studio tour about five years ago. And then they were saying that it was all going to be digital. That was the thing. And they don't even do physical 90% of the time now. It's all digital because the money is better. And that's literally what they were saying. They said this, it's just a better percentage. And it just, especially for smaller studios as well, they can't afford to keep paying for all like the, the discs and the, like you say, all those sort of costs add up. And it, it adds up and people don't like it. But it's like, who do you think pays for that? You're yeah. not paying for it. No, 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 exactly. The, 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 the age of physical is leaving. And to be fair, nowadays, the physical doesn't even mean anything because you're still only renting what's on the disc and 90% of the games coming out on discs, you still have to patch them up with the internet. So if you don't have the internet, it's still a pointless disc. So now mm. it's just, I, I haven't bought a, a physical disc in 
since last year, second hand. But I haven't bought anything for physical for the Series X since I got it. It's all been digital. And I probably won't why, change. Why didn't you buy then a Series S? Because I wanted the best picture quality. I wanted it 4K. I wanted the the most powerful console. And, okay. and having, having the DVD, having the, the disc drive to, so I can watch my films is still in, of an interest to me. So, and I still got physical games for the Xbox One. So the backwards compatible, like being able to play all my backwards compact games with the discs, is something I wanted. But I, if in the future if they'd have made a, if they make a physical One X that's a Series X that's cheaper, I would definitely pick that up instead of a Series X for a second console in the future. But mm-hmm. at the moment. The disc, I, it, my Series X is like my main machine, goes on my telly, it's got all my media plugged into it, so I use it for everything. But I won't be buying games physically. I don't want to go to a shop, especially with COVID. I've not missed it. I've not missed having to go shopping. I've not missed having to queue. I've not missed having to wait for it to turn up to then sit for six hours patching. I can just pre-order it or buy it on the day and then do the patching, and then it's good to go. So uh, Fair enough. That for me, digital is the future. And like I say, I honestly see them having little machines. We'll not have big consoles. It'll all be digital going forward. But it, yeah, I think I sure. think they're just a bit ahead of the curve now. I think at the moment, it's uh, people are shunning it because it's ahead of its time. But give it a couple of years and everyone will be behind it. And the fact that Microsoft did it when they did will pay off massively. But you just got to wait and wait for it to happen now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. I do totally agree with that. But just to for us to keep our pace, let's go to the next topic then, the final. Yeah. Fire away. So, for what we have here, that this is a really good news. It seems that the backwards compatibility team on Xbox wants to add new games to the list. So, suggestions. What could they add? <laughs> Fable. Fable 1. I, I mean, I do Fable 1, 2, and 3. I enjoyed all three of them. Yeah, true, true. I know I know that Fable uh, 1 is uh, the, the, like the improved edition, the enhanced edition, the remaster. That's backwards compatible. I think that's the only one, isn't it, for some reason? Uh, I mean, did they give it Xbox exclusive, the uh, Series X? I didn't. I didn't no, but it, they 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 had a 360 version of the original. Hey, uh, oh Fable. yeah. So I mean, you can you yeah, can. Uh, the, I would love to see all three enhanced yeah. for the Series X. That would be amazing. That, yeah. I think the the Fable that you are talking about Ash, is the Fable Anniversary. Right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I know that's that is backwards compatible though, because I'm I'm sure it yeah. is. It oh. is. I've played Fable One, Two, and Three on the Xbox One, but it you want the nice set up, upgrades. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it Fable hasn't bad. aged. Um, yeah, it it's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but besides Fable, anything else? Like I think it would be awesome for them, not necessarily a game, but if they're if they added some achievements to Xbox. Ori- original Xbox games, you know what I mean? Just so That'd be cool. 
you have a bigger incentive to play it, not just because you like it and because it's fun. Yeah, I know, I know. That's all. That's the biggest thing. That's why we decide if you. That's why we make you decide if you are going to buy it or not. But I think if they decided to add achievements to it, it would make make it so much better. Like you would give more focus to play some OG Xbox games instead of okay, let me play this 360 game just because I wanna finish all the achievements. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, um, I'd just like to Jade see them Empire. add more games. Yeah, Jade Empire would be good. Jade Empire. I, I, I would like. I would like it if we could start seeing, um, like they do the new releases coming out, like. Uh, backwards compatibility releases ahead of time of hey look these these are what this is what we're working on to me or even allow some type of uh hey these are four that we have rights to that we can do what do you guys want us to what do you want to see and then do a community vote system yeah yeah just so it looks like they're doing something basically for for what i remember there was something like that uh, that people were voting i just it was a long time ago i think it was like five years ago that I saw a poll of Microsoft asking what games would people like to have to see on backwards compatibility and people were voting on Assassin's Creed free for what I remember. Yeah, they did they used uh, to have a website where you could vote, but I don't think it's active anymore. Uh, and they haven't really done yeah. anything with it. But I just want to see them do more. I mean, Jason Ronald was basically saying that nowadays they want to bring more but it's the struggle with licensing and stuff like that and i still don't understand what license and they're not re-releasing anything i mean obviously i assume the new issue is every backwards compatibility game they re they, they give backwards compat they've been putting in the store but for me i would be quite happy if they just added it to backwards compat and didn't put it in the store because i get some of these companies don't exist anymore so they can't resell them but why can't yeah. we just flick a switch to play them on the console? It doesn't make. Why is that a, a licensing issue? You're not selling anything. You're not doing anything illegal. Do you know what I mean? It's in my opinion. I understand you can't put them on the store, but why can't I play one game but I can play the other? And it's just in some of it is down to just greedy developers as well. I would say actually that it's because. Some people would like to buy the game, but they wouldn't be able because it's not available on the store. Like, it is on the backwards compatibility list, but it's not available to buy on the store. Like, for example, imagine if, okay, we are going to bring Fable 1 to the backwards compatibility. Just assuming. And then, but because of licensing issues, we are going to only make it available. For someone that would see heard about it, saw videos and like it and would, and would love to play it, their best option, in my opinion, would be to buy it digitally on the Xbox Store. But, but if they can't, it's, they it, just buy it secondhand so they can, at least then everyone can still play it. It's, it just, it seems like, it's just, it seems like they're only putting stuff on that they can sell on afterwards. And for me, that's not what backwards compatibility should be about. Backwards compatibility should be yeah. for those who already own it. I, I've bought yeah, that game I already. I, I, Like I say, I've already got it. I've got my disc. I bought the console originally to play it on. It can run on this new console, but for some reason, they're not allowing us to literally put a disc in to play it. And I, I don't... There must be a, 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 
a reason. I, I, I'm not. I don't know, and I don't claim to know. But I just find it really odd. I get not putting it on for sale, but I don't get why we can't just put discs we already own in. But like the main, the main purpose of the backwards compatibility is this one that you just mentioned about. I already own the game, so I'll just put the disc inside, and that's it. I'll be. I'm playing it. But for me as well, the backwards compatibility is about knowing and experiencing new games as well. Because I was able to play a lot of games that I never heard of, and I really enjoyed it because of backwards compatibility. Yeah. A game on the store. I saw, and then I was curious. I saw some gameplay. I liked what I saw during the video, and then I decided to buy it because some of the backwards compatibility games are really cheap. So it's no no issue at all in my opinion, and I really enjoyed it. Like, and I never heard of the game before, so I think it's really nice to have access to newcomers or as well as oldcomers to have this access to gaming history. Like you are buying, for example, you are. I don't know if in Brazil it's not available, but I don't know if in UK or US store. Go grab by the Ghoulies is one of the games available on the backwards compatibility list. Is it? I believe so, because it's in the rare replay, isn't it? No, yeah, it is on the rare replay. But imagine this: like people, someone would see, would buy it because, like, would see it and then watch a video. If they like, they buy it. I think it's really nice the feeling of. Man, this is a piece of history. This is the first game Red developed for Xbox after they were acquired by them. And it's a 2003 game. And I'm being able to play it on my 2017 or 2020 game console, you know what I mean? So I think backwards compatibility is not just... It was original backwards compatibility. Grab by the Ghoulies was like, one of the first original Xbox games to be backwards compatible with the Xbox nice. One, but then they removed it from the store when the Rare Replay came out. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, but like, again, I don't think it's just about having a game you already own and putting on the, the disc in the console. I think it's about as well knowing and being able to experience new games. New, because they are a new experience, but new experience from old games, you know what I mean? In some ways, but I don't agree. But that's just me. I think backwards compatibility should be to make the, the compatibility of people that have already got them first and foremost before selling it to new people. But that it's, it comes from different perspective. Like I say, there's no wrong answer. Like I say, it's just, for me, I would I don't see why they can't yeah. just give us the stuff now that we've already got. Because so. if you can make more money, make more money, so release it so you, people can then buy it and make more money. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I'm all up for them selling them on, but if they can't get the license to sell them, just let us play them. That already own it. That would be nice. That's my that's yeah, my argument because like I'm I'm all for them selling them on, and it, that may eventually well, the, bring us new is, games. Why they can't do that is because the original Xbox had certain graphics that the Xbox One does not have. And so you have to update those graphics to work correctly because it's not just like a CPU uh, computer where you just plug it in and automatically the computer figures it all out. It's specifically designed for one system. So in order to update it, they have to update the graphics. In order to do that, they have to get permission. 
that's where it all comes down to and it mm. it's it's not just as easy as just plug and play that's the problem with no no exactly it's so much yeah. easier you just plug it you put a game in and it runs no matter what i don't think we're going to have this problem again though because i think they're very forward uh compatible now well, like you said we're no longer making generations we're making consoles so exactly everything's going to be backwards compatible from here on out that's why it's not an xbox one series you know xbox series x game or xbox series s game it's an xbox one game yeah so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fair enough yeah and i think that's a good time to end because i think we've gone on for about two hours now and uh it's getting late here sorry i'm i'm winded <laughs> it's fine don't worry but yeah thank you very much for for joining us as a, a guest this week where can people find you uh right now you can find me on wednesdays on gaming beyond the box at 8 p.m eastern uh you can find me on twitter forkboy underscore gaming and on xbox forkboy gaming and this next saturday you can find us Putting a massive hole in Midweek Gaming's ass as we open the can of Halo and whoop his ass, especially Wandering Duchess. So, uh, yeah, that's where we'll be at. Fantastic. And obviously, if you're watching this on Twitch, you can see all our uh, details on screen. Uh, We're on all the basic social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, under XBL Party Podcast. And uh, you can listen to this on Spotify in the next couple of days when I get it uploaded. Uh, we may be, we'll obviously be probably changing our time for the stream for like the podcast next week, obviously, because the matches for the tournament are on the Saturday. So as soon as we know what time and everything we have got our match, we'll then update on social medias what time or what day we'll be doing the, the podcast Unless we somehow like absolutely smash it on Saturday and get through to Sunday, we may end up just delaying it for a week and not doing a podcast next week. But we will let everyone know who happens to be to be interested. So, so don't worry about that. We'll be man- able to manage something else. Yeah, we'll sort something out, but we'll put, we'll put it up uh, close to the time when we know exactly what's going to happen. I'm just waiting for our. Uh, I've, I've, twi- I've sent them a PM while we've been doing this just to. Uh, find out a time for this game i've just messaged him about half an hour ago and i had reply yet so as soon as we know we'll let everyone else know and i just want to say a big thank you for everyone for joining and for chatting it's been great to see so much uh conversation going on yeah it's been fantastic so i hope everyone has a great weekend and yeah make sure you check out uh the podcast he said it's on wednesday didn't you yes 8 p.m eastern 8 p.m eastern and we'll hopefully see you next week I'll see you guys later, and it will be fun next week, so please tune in. Yes, tune in. We're going to kick some ass. Thank you so much, guys. See you later, and again, Fork, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Cheers. See you all later. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.